Hey, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. We are so glad to be with you today. I'm Alan, and I'm here with Trent. We uh, love talking with you. We love talking with pastors. We're here to help you and your church endure. And today, we're actually going to talk about that big word right there, that word endure. We, you know, the name of the podcast, I don't know how often we've talked about it, Trent, but we think we should talk about it. I agree, Alan. Uh, you know, when we first started this, gosh, Alan, has it been four or five years ago, something like that, um, that we started doing this podcast and um, we were, you know, having friends that we knew that were leaving ministry. We had churches that were closing the doors and we still experience some of that. We know of lots of people that are um, maybe walking away from their ministry post and churches closing their doors. And so it's still a big need. And we want churches and we want ministry folks to endure and stick it, stick with it and to not walk away. Yeah, so we called this episode today, Just Keep Leading, because there are times you don't want to keep leading. And, you know, the reality is no one who's in a leadership role loves every minute of it. That idea that leadership is it's lonely at the top certainly true. Um, you're making decisions and we all had decision fatigue coming out of COVID, which then you had to start making new decisions and new sets of decisions. And then there's inflation and there's insurance you're trying to deal with at your church and all kinds of things. And no one wants to do anything anymore. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. And, you know, it really is more stressful, I think, than people realize, you know, because, <laughs> My sister used to always say to me, well, you only work a half a day a week, you know, so there's not that. It's like, yeah, I only preach a half a day a week, but I'm, you know, I'm all over the place. And and you and I, Alan, as we were pastoring for a long time, 30 years or so, and, and we were just in ministry with and dealing with lots of different stresses. And it comes from so many different angles. I mean, the the joke that church would be a lot of fun if it weren't for the people uh, is is almost true if it weren't so sad. You know, <laughs> but uh, there's it, the stress comes from lots of different places, and people are saying, "Well, you know, Pastor, I heard somebody say this," or "Or Pastor, people are saying this," and and you're like, it's like kind of staple jello to the wall. You don't know which front to fight. Yep, and then when you try to staple jello to the wall, it leaves a stain too, and that's <laughs> yeah. problems everywhere. So don't don't even try that. You know? Yes, but if you do try it, send us your pictures. We'd love to love to see you attempt attempt the uh, the impossible there. So you know <laughs> the Bible has a lot to say about endurance, Trent, and I love some of the Bible passages on endurance. Of course, mm-hmm. I was an endurance coach for a while. I coached uh, cross country runners. And, you know, most of them don't come in ready for endurance at the level that we did endurance at. I remember the eyes of little freshman runners when they were used to running, a, you know, a mile and a half or two miles. And we come in and, yeah, we're going to do a, a seven mile run today and work them up to 10 to 12 miles. That could freak them out a little bit. So <laughs> it freaks me out now thinking about it. But we did. But the bottom I'm not sure. Is, I'm not sure I can run, Alan. So, yeah. (laughs) I could drive it pretty good. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But what does the Bible have to say about endurance, Trent? Well, um, there's several verses that we have to share with you today, and there's a bunch more. 
Uh, and we're just going to hit just a few, but uh, Matthew 10, 22 says that you will be hated by everyone because of my name. Uh, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And, and so, gosh, that first half of that verse, Alan, is not very encouraging. And, and you know, some of those who listen to this podcast could probably say amen to that first part because they maybe they moved into a ministry situation that was super difficult or they've taken over a church and it's just been fighting ever since, you know. So, but understand that you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Uh, there are ministers around the world that are dealing with that same part, but those who endure to the end will be saved. And so we want to encourage you with that. Yeah. Well, if you, if you really think that one can get you down, it, there's the words of Paul here in first Corinthians up to the present hour. We're both hungry and thirsty. We're poorly clothed. We're roughly treated. We're homeless. We labor working with our own hands. When we're reviled, we bless when we're persecuted we endure it. When we're slandered, we respond graciously. Even now, we're like the scum of the earth, like everyone's garbage. So, you know, there, there you go. There's a, there's a word of encouragement right there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, that's our goal is to lift you up, <laughs> even yeah. though you can't tell it. Hey, you oh, feel like gosh. garbage today? So did Paul. So, yeah. so move on with it. No. That's not what we're talking about, but you know, there, there's some more encouraging passages, aren't there? Oh yeah. Um, you know, in first Corinthians 13, six and seven, it says love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. And so as you love your people rejoice when you, you know, you're able to speak the truth to them and they trust you enough to speak the truth to you. But that passage goes on to say it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And it, that latter part of that, it goes on to say, and love never fails. And so, um, you know, don't, don't give up in the ministry place that God has placed you in. Remember that God has placed you there and he is going to be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the words of Paul to Timothy later. He says, but as for you, exercise self-control in everything. Endure hardship through the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. You know, part of fulfilling your ministry is enduring some hardships. And we're going to go through some hard times, and we have to endure them. And so there's a, a resolve that goes in uh, to ministry from the very onset that we need to be mindful of. And that's kind of where we want to talk about today is this, this idea of building that resolve in your in your life because it doesn't happen overnight. You don't start out with the ability to endure. You have to train yourself into endurance. And so we weren't going to talk about endurance. There's a neat book out there, Trent. Um, it's not it's not a Christian book. It's not it's not for spiritual endeavors. It's really about the physical body. Um by a guy named Alex Hutchison called Endure. And he went and researched all the different scientific things that go on in your body, with what happens in your breathing and endurance sports, what happens, you know, uh, in your blood in, in endurance sports, what happens, you know, to your physical body, all, all kinds of research things that were going on. And he took those things and, and put them into a book form. It's a fascinating book. If uh, anyone is a hobby of endurance um, athletics, I would encourage you to read that. And if you just like what, the science of it all. Um, it's, it's a good read, but the, the, that's kind of where some of the ideas for these next things 
kind of came from because endurance is a powerful word. That's why we're the Enduring Churches podcast. We want to see you and your church endure. And so it begins with a willingness to pay the price. You've got to want to do what it's going to take to endure. So you have to have a willingness to train. Yeah, Alan, and I think a lot of that comes from our drawing closer to Jesus, to um, wanting to glorify him, wanting to share the good news. Um, and so we need to have that willingness to, to keep on going. And, and I want to just remind you all as you're listening to this, that if you're a leader in ministry, you're dealing with and you are a sinner. Um, you, you've got people that are choosing to do things that go against godliness, that go against God's will, and you too do that as well. And so all that causes strife, causes conflict. And so we shouldn't be surprised when we encounter that or even when we cause that. So uh, we need to be willing to pay the price to change, to grow, to be more of what Jesus caused us to do. Um and, and so we've fallen short, is what Scripture says. We've fallen short of the glory of God. And, and so we want to grow to be more of what God planned, more of the glory of God. Yeah, I know when Paul talked about us growing, he actually used the, that term, you know, I, I, I work my body, I discipline my body. You know, he talked about boxers and runners and, and others. But that, that idea that you've got to be willing to pay the price. And, you know, sometimes I, I have the Rocky music going on in the background in my mind. Yeah. I think about that training and everything because that, that's what we do. We, we pay the price. It's not easy. It's not glamorous. They're, they're the getting up early to have a quiet time or staying up late to do some study or going to the hospital at 3 a.m. after an accident. Those things are hard, but we pay the price. We we train ourselves to do those things. Yeah, and and so you look at those guys who have trained for a while, and you you get to see these pictures. Alan, I just met a guy um, that I hope that we get to interview soon on our podcast. But at our state convention, I was just at, I got to meet the guy who was the strength and conditioning coach at Missouri State for their football team and all their athletics. And uh, just a really neat, godly guy. But you could tell just looking at him that he didn't just teach it. He he lived it out. I mean, you could see those shoulders, right, and and that strength. And so um, endurance made me think that endurance requires those big shoulders to accept responsibility. And this gentleman, which we'll get to share with you later, um, he had accepted a lot of responsibility to help others grow and strengthen their bodies. And I think that as ministry leaders, we need to do that, that as well. We need to accept the responsibility and a willingness to lead. Yeah, when you lead out, you're, you are taking a big responsibility on your shoulders. The Bible tells us if you want to teach, you, you carry a heavier weight of responsibility. And I believe that's especially true for a pastor or leadership or any leadership role in the church. You, the, the higher up you go, that, that kind of that chain the more responsibility you carry. So you've got to be willing to burden, to shoulder that burden. And when you shoulder a burden of leadership, you're not going to always be popular. You're not always going to be liked. 
but you have to please an audience of one. We have to please Christ. We have to honor him. And sometimes you make decisions that aren't, aren't the popular decisions. Sometimes you go against the flow. Now, you can do it wisely, and you can do it correctly. And there's yeah. some people, and there's some training and learning that needs to be done. But at the end of the day, when you make a decision, you've got to be able to stand by the decisions you've made and carry the responsibility of that. If every time you make a decision, you're falling to pieces, you're really not leading. Yeah. Um, it, we've got to be willing to, it's the long game, right? All of this is endurance. It connotes or denotes that it's a long period of time to last a long period of time. And that's, that's really what we're, you know, we're trying to help people to grow over the long period of time. We're trying to grow as leaders over a long period of time so that we can continue to glorify Jesus throughout that long period of time until he returns or until he takes us home. And so um, all that endurance and, and the training causes some physical things to happen in us as we're trying to cause some physical and, and mental and emotional and spiritual things to happen in others. And so, Alan, what kinds of things, when you think about that, what kind of comes to mind for the physical reactions? Yeah, you know, we don't talk enough about the physical side of pastoring because our, our role isn't necessarily seen as one of, of physical ability apart from what we can do at a potluck. And I know <laughs> a lot of pastors, we, we are pretty good. We are pretty good at the potluck. And I, I certainly see that in myself. But there are physical reactions um, to leadership. When you carry the emotional burden of your people, it is mentally exhausting. And we need to know what's going on. When, you, when you've gone through two or three weeks and you've had four or five funerals and you've maybe dealt with some tragedy and you've been doing hospital visits and you've been doing care visits and you're trying to uh, get your sermons ready and you're doing all these things, you have to know that those things are taking a physical toll on you. You're trying to be a good family person, a good, a good spouse. You're, you're doing all these things, and yet physically you're wore out. And so you need to understand, you know, Trent and I have talked about the ebbs and flows, and we've done several um, episodes, and you can go back in our library and look at some of those. But you need to know yourself and know what you're capable of. And, and part of that, um, you know, is being able to have some people to help you. And that kind of leads us to our next point. Uh, and, and, you know, that, what it, that physical toll that it takes on us, we have to build in some Sabbath time. But we're, Dana and I are terrible at this. I don't know, Alan, we're probably worse than anybody because we, we like to say yes to people, right? But we need a, accountability people. And so we got to spend some time this past week with Dave and Sandy Hastings, um, who are with Standing Stones Ministry. And if you're in ministry, I would encourage you to check out Standing Stones Ministry. But Dave and Sandy helped us to realize the need for Sabbath in our lives. Uh, Sunday is not your Sabbath day. Uh, I'm just telling you now. And but we have to literally, in fact, Dana and I just did this an hour ago. We went through our calendar for the week and we wrote down everything that we're doing, talked through it. And then we marked on their Sabbath time that we could protect. And, and so we, we need that because there are some physical things that happen to us. And we have to have rest 
to rebuild, to strengthen, to keep going. Yeah, rest is a very important part. And it doesn't have to be a whole day. You may have to block off sections of days, but you need to find a time where you can restore your soul and restore your mind, restore your body. All of those things are, are really important. And, you know, accountability or a coach, you know, someone who understands you it is really important. I, I've, I've watched a lot of situations with coaching today, and coaching has been interesting in the interesting realm today. Because for years, you know, if you look at a collegiate athlete, they would pick a college, and then they're stuck in that college no matter what happens with the coach. Now a coach leaves, they follow that coach around. Why do they do that? Because they connected to the coach. They feel like that coach brings out the best in them and they want to be the very best that they can be. You know, when I was coaching my runners, I recognized after a couple of years, I could not treat every kid exactly alike as a runner because runners are different. And so I had to do come up with some ways to have a different set of expectations on some of my runners, even though we had a similar workout every day, I had to taper and understand that, you know, I had some kids that were, um, you know, just physically larger, you know, more like football type players who wanted to come out and run cross country. And they were not going to be able to go out and do that 12 mile run every week um, or 10 weeks. Some of those weeks, I'd be lucky to get a good six miles out of them. And they'd give me what they got. Um, some others could just fly through that. And that was their easy day. They didn't like the sprinty stuff. So you, you learn that a good coach brings out the best in you. And that's what you want to find in someone who can help you. Who, who is that in your life that helps bring out the very best in you? And you have to be willing to share and learn. And Alan is... Think about who makes a good uh, coach or for accountability system is that that person who is is good one on one. And I know pastors, sometimes we struggle with this. We may be good in front of a large group, but not good one on one. And I'm telling you now, that's an area you need to work on um, is that one on one time because you can't get to know those people. You can't get to know those runners, as Alan was saying or anybody in your congregation, unless you're willing to spend time one-on-one. -on -one. Because your worship service, you're not going to get that time. I mean, you may shake hands with a lot of people, but they don't know you, you don't know them. And, and so you've got to be able to schedule some time to do some one-on-one -on -one time uh, to, to develop a knowledge of them so that you can have a plan and you can share with them and learn, and they can learn from your story. You can learn from their story as well. Yeah, and it helps if you are doing that on your own and you're modeling that. So make sure you're getting coached up so that you can be an effective coach. I think a coach coaching is a perfect analogy for ministry leaders today. Um, I, I always believe that if Paul were alive today, that his number one analogy for pastoral ministry would be that of a coach. He's not, so you can stick <laughs> with me, but I'm sticking to it. So anyway, there's one more we want to talk about. We've talked about having a willingness to train, a willingness to lead, a willingness to know yourself, a willingness to share and to learn. We also need a willingness to kind of get through it, <laughs> you know, that tenacity um, in there. 
and that's where the benefit is. You know, that's, that's where the reward is. When you cross the finish line, and that was one of my joys, is whenever someone would cross the finish line, oftentimes at a cross-country meet, they'd have the clock up there. And you see a kid get a personal best, or you see that they're, they, they recognize they're going to get a medal or something like that. All that pain that they just went through, all of a sudden seemed worth every second of it. And that's the benefit, right? We, we are serving God who sees all that we've done and he has not missed any of it. And it's, there's a benefit to what we do. Yeah, because the other side, Alan, is a lot of people are just like, okay, I'm done. And I, I dealt with a pastor just recently. He said, you know what, I'm done. And I, I can identify with that because the last pastorate I was at before I came to my position here, the first two years, I thought we had moved straight into hell. Um, it was terrible. I mean, dealing with stuff and, and those people that were, I was working so hard to develop some uh, relationships with, to do some coaching with, they they were leaving. You know, there was a, this breaking apart or splitting almost of our church. And, um, and so that was just breaking my heart. But that willingness to get through, uh, I just, it was the call of God that wouldn't let me leave that place. And so, you know, I, I wanted, I, and I prayed this, and I prayed this a lot, God, just take me out of here or take me out, period. You know, I'm done. But I made it through those two years and ended up being at that place for 13 years. And God turned some of those negative things into positive things that I would never have experienced if I would have walked away. He changed me. He also changed some of those people's hearts and brought them back. And so in our church, what became moldable and shapeable and doing more of what God had for us because we were willing to get through, to stay there, to move forward. Yeah, Trent, someone told me a long time ago, pastors when you're praying about whether or not God would have you leave, you want to, as much as possible, leave on a high note and not on a low note. And I'm afraid that what happens is, is that many times we, we hit an obstacle. You know, it's kind of like me, if I were to go run right now and I hit a hill, I'm walking up that hill. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's what a lot of us do in ministry. We've trained and we've worked hard, but then we see a challenge and we just kind of want to walk up it. And we're not sure we even want to participate anymore, but get over the hill and see what God has on the other side, because sometimes it's really beautiful and sometimes it's pretty spectacular. And we just don't finish what we start. And there's a great benefit. You'll never know what can be until you cross that line. So, you know, don't forget that there's a benefit on the other side of all the struggle, on all the, all the pain. I have similar stories to Trent as far as ministry opportunities. So don't give, don't give up, don't give out, don't give in. Yeah, I'm sure that many of you that are listening could say the same things. And I pray that you could also say the same things about that you stuck in there and God blessed you. Um Maybe you're hearing this and you're like, well, I've, I've walked away from a place of ministry or multiple places of ministry, maybe. 
because things got tough. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you missed out on an incredible learning opportunity if you've walked away every time things got tough. And you missed out on seeing God move and doing some miracles when you walk away because things got tough. You've got to stick with it. You've just got to keep leading. You've got to keep going. And so that's what this today has been all about. Just keep leading. Or as Dory said in the movie, just keep swimming. Um, we need to be able to, to do that. Keep going because God has not left you. He, is, he will continue to bless you if you'll be there and let him show you some miraculous things. But um, we've shared with you several scriptures, some things to uh, have a willingness to do. Um, Alan, uh, we, this has been a good conversation. What else do we need to do today? Yeah, we need to keep on keeping on, right? That's right. That's right. Not a cliche. Keep, keep going. Don't give up. And we're here. If you need to reach out to us, you might need to just talk with someone. We just want you to know we're available. We'd love to connect with you. Reach out to us. Um, we'd be glad to share our phone number with you if you just need to talk with someone. Um, we're not licensed counselors, but we are experienced pastors and ministry leaders. We know the ebbs and flows and the struggles that you're going through. It's not easy not easy to carry that burden but you're doing it thank you for what you're doing we appreciate you and we value you and we value that you spent your time listening to us today we we hope we've been a, a, word, a voice of encouragement for you today and uh, we look forward to catching you back on our next episode thanks for listening we'll see you then